this is an exciting episode because it's my 10th. I can't believe I've already made 10 episodes. And I like to thank all who've listened and keep listening. I am absolutely thrilled. Because it's the anniversary of my 10th podcast, I'm going to go with my heart on this one and help you to learn a little bit about me and how I came into loving this world of history. As a very young child, my mother always had a sweet spot for George Washington. I remember my grandma purchasing a George Washington biography for her for Christmas, which was later passed down to me as my very first George Washington book by Joseph Ellis. I never much cared for the actual book, but it now carries sentimental value. At the age of about two or three, July 4th was a huge thing for my family. Grandma worked for a catering company that sold food for the festivities, and the whole family would make a whole day out of it. Picnic games, and then of course night would come, and it'd be time for the fireworks display. I remember this next part as if it were actually yesterday. My brother would tune into the right radio station in the car, so patriotic music would be synced with the fireworks as they were going off. I looked up at my mother, and she looked so happy, and she bent down because I was afraid of the noise, and she said, you know what I think of when the fireworks go off? I think of all the founding fathers, and all the nameless soldiers, and what they went through to get us here today. And for some reason, that really, really hit a chord within me. I just understood like a light bulb had gone off in my head. I wasn't afraid of the noise anymore. After that, it became a mom and I thing to watch the History Channel about all things related to the Founders the whole week prior to the 4th of July. My mother also had these beautiful silver plates with George Washington and Lincoln, and two more to which I can't recall. On them were their pictures, and around it was the name and birth date and death date. I would find myself standing in the kitchen with eyes only for George. I was always trying to memorize his dates. In school, I was taught the basics. George the general, then a president. But from what I learned on my own, I consider what I learned in school the bare minimum, just barely scratching the surface of who these people actually were. In 2016, a friend had surprised me with a vacation to a place called Tryon Palace. I'd never heard of it before, but she knew I liked history, and so she made all the arrangements, and we finally made it there. I was happy to get away for a while and enjoy a much-needed vacation. The palace belonged to a William Tryon. He was the governor of North Carolina, and later would be governor of New York. And if you do research on him, not a very nice man when it came to George Washington. But the house was beautiful. The room where they held their dancing events was big, and had huge paintings of King George III and his wife on the walls. As I'm standing there, the tour guide says, and this is where George Washington attended a ball during his southern tour in April of 1791. Fun fact, we were also there in April. My head instantly shot up. I said, George Washington came here? Not only had he, but he also wrote about it later. The rest of the tour, I could think of nothing else but George. It's like it consumed me. I itched to suddenly know so much more about him than I ever had before, and not just about him, but the 18th century and all the rest of the founders too. You gotta understand that at this time of my life, I was still trying to figure out who I was, and I really felt like I didn't have much of a purpose. Turns out, just down the road from Tryon Palace was a home called the Stanley House, where George and Billy Lee stayed. He could have stayed at the palace, but he didn't want to leave Billy Lee. I think that's kind of sweet. 
That night, whilst in our hotel room, I began to look up Mount Vernon, and that very night, I made a promise to myself that one day I'd get the chance to visit his home. It was now during this time I really began to find myself and what I wanted to do with my life, and that was to learn and educate others on the Founding Fathers and help make them more human to others and less boring, because they certainly weren't for me. I began to read and research, and then I made what I now call lifelong friends. In September of 2017, I got my chance. I was visiting Mount Vernon. It was the weekend of the Colonial Market Fair, and I was beyond excited. I had butterflies in my stomach, but these were good. I remember handing in my ticket, and my smile was so big you couldn't have wiped it away if you tried. Of course, there were tears, but that was from a great amount of joy. It was the happiest day of my life. The museums, the gift shops, the mansion. But I gotta say, the piazza overlooking the Potomac River has got to be my favorite spot. Just to sit there and breathe in the fresh air is literally quite breathtaking. Since then, I've had the honor of being there many times, and it never gets old. And my dream is to one day work there. I've also had the pleasure of dining at Gatsby's Tavern and visiting a couple battlefields, constantly learning and meeting new incredible like-minded people to share and enjoy it with. It's taken me on many adventures, I might say for another time. The founders also taught me things about their time period. They were so much more in tune with nature, so much more than we are today. They enjoyed it a lot more. And I'm just not talking about in our time period where we go for a walk to be healthy or run outside at a park. They didn't need to do that because they just simply lived it. I mean, how many times have you heard about the founder saying, and then I went to the gym today and worked out? It's taught me that our world now is too fast paced. Everyone always says to me, but if you live back then, it'd be hard. I'd hate to break it to you, but if you were born in that time, you'd be used to it. Just like we are now. They wouldn't know what they're missing because they didn't have it. When they were alive, they probably thought their new inventions were great. And I believe George did because he was constantly purchasing all the latest gadgets for farming. These people weren't different. Our technology is just more advanced and doesn't work half the time. And that's it. <laughs> we actually have more time on our hands today than they did. Because it takes them a whole day to do one task, such as meals. Our time is different, but in my opinion, not better. I'd much rather hear the clip-clop of horses' hooves than noisy cars any day. And while there is still beauty now, they've taught me to appreciate the beauty in their time and a slower pace stop and smell the roses, if you will. I'm not sure I'd be the woman I am right now if I hadn't really taken the time to get to know the Founding Fathers, and I'm glad I have. This podcast and my listeners mean a lot to me. It's given me a chance to share my passion and spread my wings. I hope you enjoyed the special episode of my memories and thoughts on things, and I'll be here next week for another episode here on The Founding Female.